Romans 15:14 says, "I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another." Hello family, welcome back to Think This Way, the podcast of Faith Bible Church. My name is Bryce Beal. I am one of your elders slash pastors, and I have another here with me, and it's none other than Justin Geyer himself. Thank you for being here, Justin. (laughs) Oh, it's good to be here. They can't fly you everywhere all the time. They have to let you stay here sometimes for us. That's right. So, Justin, I did want to uh, ask you, what's your history here at Faith Bible Church? How'd you end up here, and how'd you become an elder? Well, I have uh, grown up in Evansville for um, for most of my life. From about third grade on, I've lived here, and uh, my wife and I got married. We've got three boys, 15, 13, and 11, and I grew up in a uh, different church in town. Once we got married, my wife and I got married, I was feeling a strong desire to have a church attend a place that was biblically sound. Um, and I don't know that the church I was going to wasn't, but that I wanted to see God's word used in the sermons on a Sunday morning. I wanted to uh, be able to pull my Bible out, be reading that and hear those sermons being used from God's word. Um, didn't really know what that meant, what, what I was looking for with that. So my wife, Mary Beth, had uh, grown up in a, a good Bible-believing uh, based in Scripture type church. And uh, so from our conversations, we said, we, we need to find a new church. So one day we're driving down the road. I noticed the building and I said, you know, this looks like your parents' church. She notices the sign that said Faith Bible Church. And she says, you know, if they put Bible in the name, I bet they use it. And I said, well, <laughs> maybe. So we came here one Sunday is close to 20 years ago. Uh, and never left. And so that's how we got connected with Faith Bible Church. Been going here, like I said, almost almost 20 years. Got connected pretty quickly. I remember coming and uh, saying, I, I'd like to meet with the pastor. Never done this. I've never, like, this is, I'm an adult, so now I need to find my, <laughs> do my own thing, right? Find a church. And so I say, I, I'd like to sit and have a conversation with you. So we come, we sit down across from the desk from him. I've got a notebook full of questions. It was, it was kind of crazy. I'm sure he's thinking, what? Maybe you need to leave. But he didn't. <laughs> he's patiently and gently and very, very kindly answered all my questions. And I said, well, that's good. I think we'll stay. And actually, we never left. So that was, uh, that's how we got here. So. Today, it's very good that we have Justin with us because we have been talking for about three months on this podcast now in line with our church's quarterly focus on subjects relating to the Bible itself. And we did an earlier episode about the Bible and mental health, and this one's related but different. This one's a little bit different. Today we're going to be talking about the Bible and counseling, or we could say biblical counseling. We want to talk about this because maybe a lot of people know this, but the phrase biblical counseling Everyone in a church would say, of course we want our counseling to be biblical, (laughs) so no one's going to deny that. But that phrase actually um, means a lot more. There's a movement that's been going on for decades now called the biblical counseling movement. 
At Faith Bible Church, the kind of counseling that we aspire to do and that we think is most faithful to the Bible is biblical counseling. But for a definition, if you're wondering, well, what, what's biblical counseling? Just counseling with the Bible, right? Well, I wanted Justin to be here for this episode, and we actually delayed it so that you could be here because Justin has a long history with biblical counseling at Faith Bible Church. So Justin, would you be willing to give us just a brief definition of what biblical counseling is and its history and relationship with Faith Bible Church. For sure. It really was started in the 70s, I don't know exactly around that time, with Jay Adams. Now, if we'd say, well, biblical counseling, you're using the Bible to counsel people, it didn't start in the 70s, and that's that's completely accurate, for sure, ever since we've had God's Word. <laughs> and even in God's Word, we see people using God's actual words to counsel other people. So it's been around since since we've had people, but this biblical counseling movement in the 70s, Jay Adams had this desire to fight what was happening in our culture. Churches were seeing that they they were going to psychologists and psychology for answers outside of God's Word. What he was saying is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, that all Scripture is useful and we can use it for all of these things in all of life, in all areas of life. He was saying that we need to be using God's word for that, and so that's what that's what uh, the biblical counseling movement. That's really how that started there in the '70s. And so, if we're going to say how do we define biblical counseling, if we're going to put a definition to it, I would say um, that it's this process of using the Bible, God's word, to help individual people, an individual person, or people that are struggling with their own sin. Um, that are struggling with being sinned against, um, struggling with the problems and issues that come with suffering uh, that may be included with sin or some other way. And what we do is we use God's Word so that it changes the people in their hearts, their heart being who we are inwardly, who we are, our inner person. So we use God's Word to help in those areas to change the person inwardly so that they are pleasing to God. And so when we say that, we say, well, we believe, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, that God's word is sufficient. We also believe that God's word is the absolute truth. So if we're going to say that sufficient is also, it's the truth that we would go to for answers of all of life. Um, and that we also believe that heart change is dependent upon the Holy Spirit, to be working in someone's life. So when we are practicing biblical counseling, we're saying that we are using those things, God's Word, and helping with the practices of uh, disciplines of prayer, depending on God, knowing, memorizing, meditating on His Word, um, ministering to people. I think all those things go along with biblical counseling. When uh, Faith Bible Church started um, back in uh, the the early 90s, when they were looking for a pastor, we we brought on uh, Ernie Godshaw, and Ernie had been um, d- discipled, mentored by Jay Adams and uh, Pastor Good up in Faith Lafayette at uh, their church, and so when he came on, he had already a vision for biblical counseling with that experience, our church really came out of this view that uh, the same vision that um, Jay Adams had with seeing psychology coming into the church and 
people, church members going to psychologists rather than God's word and, and seeing how it can help, um, they were, they were seeing that enter into sermons and all these different things that it was, it was really, um, causing some problems there that they saw that, well, I think we need a church that's based on God's word. Um, and so that, I think with that vision, bringing on a pastor that already had this experience and doing that, that's, it's really part of the fabric of who Faith Bible Church is. And you see that even in our vision statement of Faith Bible Church, because our vision statement says that Faith Bible Church exists to honor God by exalting Christ, love that, and the sufficiency of his word. And I suppose, I wasn't there when this statement was crafted, um, but I suppose we could have said all kinds of things, but there's a very specific reason we said that, and this is part of it, is because Faith Bible Church, your wife was right, uh, we were born out of this desire to take the Bible, to say that it's sufficient, and then to live that out, including when people are having crises or dealing with issues in marriage, in family, in relationships, the practical things, and like you said, it was very common and still can be very common for people to feel like the Bible has answers for your day-to-day stuff, but when it gets to the hard stuff, when it gets to depression, when you're suicidal, when uh, things where you're just freezing up, panic attack, like these things, once we get to that level, we've got to take it to the professionals, and that's right. secular psychologists. Right. Our view is that we can appreciate observations of secular psychology, but we're really reacting against a sort of subjection to the culture. Like, we need that or we can't live good Christian lives. And we're saying that's not true, that we can do that because Scripture is sufficient. That's biblical counseling. The next question is this. Who does it? Who does, if that's what biblical counseling is, who does it? And I started with the answer in Romans 15, 14, which was Paul saying to the Romans, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness. <laughs> and if you're having a hard day, you didn't think about yourself that way. But that's Paul saying to Christians, you're full of goodness. You're filled with all knowledge. And third, you are able to instruct one another. J. Adams' famous book is called Competent to Counsel, which I think is the King James or something, or right. that verse right there. You are competent to counsel. So the answer, if you're listening to this podcast, say biblical counseling, interesting, but I'm not really into that. Sorry, you are into that because every single Christian is called to be a biblical counselor. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 giving the blueprint for the church, says that Jesus gave the apostles, leaders, prophets, evangelists, shepherds and teachers, Justin and I, were leaders in the church. Jesus gave us to the church to equip the saints, that's you, for the work of ministry. So who's doing the work of ministry? We are in our own way, but in this passage, we're equipping you to do it. You're full of goodness, and you can instruct each other. So not only do we want to take the ball out of the court of secular professionals, but we want to take the ball into your court. You can do this. And this happens when you're sitting down at coffee, when someone asks you, uh, man, I have this issue in my marriage, what do I do? And you, and you open the Bible or share a biblical principle or verse and help the person apply it. We call that informal biblical counseling 
and everyone's called to do it all the time. Now, there is another kind of biblical counseling that you might be thinking of, thinking of when you hear the term, and that's what we call formal biblical counseling because it's a little more formed. It has a bit more form to it. Justin has been a very big, probably the central part of formalizing any biblical counseling that happens at Faith Bible Church. So not just the informal stuff, but the more formal when someone's in a crisis, their marriage is falling apart, they're suicidal, they're addicted to a substance, and the informal counseling isn't pushing them out of it, it's too severe, then we have a more formalized biblical counseling ministry at Faith Bible with several trained persons. You can go on the website and uh, make a request to be counseled that way, and we have people who are trained for this crisis counseling or formal counseling. Justin's responsible for a lot of that and oversees a lot of that. So I did want to ask you, Justin, since you've been doing counseling, what have been some of the blessings that you've seen in the formal biblical counseling that you've done? Yeah, before I answer that, I just want to add one thing. I think we are all always giving counsel um, in some way, kind of what you were saying. If somebody asks our opinion, we give something like that. We, we tell them this. We see something in someone's life. We're called to point that out or to help them along the way. It's not just sin that we, we're talking with people about. So if we are always giving counsel in some way, we want it to be biblical, you know, so making sure that we're using God's word when we're thinking about those things. So if we are informally talking with somebody and now we you say, what is formal counseling or moving in that? What are some of the blessings that I've seen? There have been a number of times where I have been uh, counseling. Someone comes in in their marriage and they say, we're on the verge of divorce. I say, okay, what, what do you mean verge of divorce? What, we have talked to lawyers this is our last ditch effort. And my first thought is, I don't know that there's anything I can do for you. If you've already moved that far, th this may just be the checkbox to say, we tried it and we're going to move on. And there's a, there are a few times where somebody has had that, they're willing to go through the process here and they are thriving. They are still married. They are doing very well. They are serving in the church. They are thriving. And that has been one of those things that does my heart so good. And it has nothing to do with my counsel. It is all God's word. It is all God and the Holy Spirit that's worked in them. And I'm just so thankful that I got to be a part of that. And I, those, it's those types of stories. There's, there's stories of, um, people who don't know how to, um, They've got children that are that are really struggling, and they they come. And they say, "I'm I'm at my wits' end. I don't know what to do here." And we say, "You ask a few, you ask some questions of how are you how, how are you doing this or that? Are you using um, this principle? Are, are and and you know they they say like I'm I'm pulling my hair out." And so you can help people slow down a little bit get some tools in their tool belt. It's one of the things that we say a lot, like get a tool belt, not a literal one, but the, the tools of God's word and using those. And they start to use those principles. And it's like, Hey, I don't know what you did to my kid, but you changed him. I, I did nothing. You know, this is just that God's word has answers for all of those things. I think those are, those are those types of stories that uh, we've seen a lot of. I know other people that have been counseling here have been, had the experience of having somebody come in that is an unbeliever and saying, Hey, I, 
I just don't know. Like my life is just really hard. I just need help. I just need to talk to somebody. And they, they give them the gospel and they talk through their issue. So we're not just giving the gospel without doing the issue. They're doing both. And this person comes to know the Lord and finds help for their, the struggle that they're struggling through. And that is like, let's just take a moment to rejoice a little bit here. It's just wonderful. And I think there's lots of stories where we've seen that. And so it's, that's been a real blessing to be able to see people recognizing um, that the change is not just behavior. You know, there is an aspect that in, in counseling behavior may need to change, but really it's who we are inside that needs to change. And God gives us that ability and helps us with that. And, and then God's word is that foundation. And I think that's been wonderful. We've already done this, but I want to circle back and give you just, again, a few brief examples. We've been talking a little theory. What is biblical counseling look like in real life? I want to give you a few informal examples, and Justin's going to close us with a few formal ones. Here's an informal example. So you have a married friend, and you notice you're a guy, he's a guy, you spend time together, and you notice that he makes quite a lot of uh, jokes that are at his wife's expense, and they don't seem to think too much about it, but you've just noticed it as a pattern, not just one time. So you're getting coffee one day and just in conversation, you mention this to him, hey, I've noticed this. And then you point out 1 Peter 3, 7, husbands, live with your wives according to knowledge and show them honor. And then you just simply ask him, hey, do you feel like this joke that you made the other day fulfills this verse of showing your wife honor? And if not, how could you work on doing that better? And how can I help you to do that? That's biblical counseling informally. Here's another one you're a mom in a small group and you've got another mom in that group. She's a mother of young children and you can tell that she's overwhelmed. You see it in her eyes. She's tired. She's losing heart. And so she might not even have time to meet this week, but you go home and you write her a note with biblical promises as an encouragement. You handwrite it and you mail it to her. You have done biblical counseling in some sense. You've given her counsel, showing her promises using the Bible in real life for her. Those are informal examples. There's a lot more. But Justin, would you give us a few formal examples as we close? Sure. I think one of the things that is really important when we talk about biblical counseling that we want to be real careful that we don't do is uh, we want to be real careful that we don't what uh, Randy Patton calls dispense the word. So just giving somebody this verse saying, okay, you're angry, uh, you know, uh, Ephesians 4 says, be angry and don't sin. So stop it, right? So it's not just knowing that, but then showing it. So I know this truth, but how do I show it? And I think those examples that you gave are, are good of like, okay, so this is what we, this is uh, an area I see. Here's a, a book, chapter, and verse that talks about that. But then how do we actually put that into practice? That's the really important thing that we need to be doing. So I think in, an, in a more formal setting, this is, um, now, I'm going to give some examples here. If you he are hearing this and you go, hey, this sounds exactly like our situation, I, I, I don't have anyone specific in mind. So this is just, these are things that I have seen over time with a number of different 
people that I've counseled. So I'm not thinking of anyone specific with this, but there are in a marriage situation, I hear people that will come to me and say that my husband and my wife, or excuse, my husband or my wife, um, we're having communication problems. Can we, could you sit down and talk with us? And so my first time we meet, we talk through that. But what comes to find, what we come to find out is there are other issues that are really deeper and the communication problem is really just a symptom of something deeper. I don't think anyone's lying with that. They just don't recognize that it goes a little bit deeper. So a more formal setting would be something where I'm sitting down with a husband and a wife, and we may go into all kinds of things that that this communication problem was the symptom of something deeper. You know, it could be a pride issue. It could be a deeper sin that's not being revealed, you know, and that may be revealed there. It could be uh, just a, a, a lack of living with your wife in an understanding way. It may be an issue with a wife that's wanting to take authority that isn't hers. It could be all kinds of things or vice versa. I mean, there can be all kinds of things in there. So I think a, a formal setting is sitting down and, and talking through those types of things. I think another example of be real quick is um, somebody that is has anxiety, and this is something that you're hearing a lot uh, with COVID. People are saying, "I'm I'm an anxious person. I have anxiety," um, but it, it it's reached this point where they uh, are struggling to function in certain areas. Uh, it is, they, they can't think clearly. It is affecting their job. It's affecting their family. It's affecting those things. And anxiety does that anyway. But a, a formal thing is where they're struggling to put God's uh, truth, the principles of God's word into practice. And they need some time to sit through and talk through these things. And so when we do formal counseling, there's a lot of listening a lot of questions that are being asked. So you want to get deeper at what is the heart, what's the root of the problem. And then we do, we put together a change and growth plan with them. So how are we going to change? How are we going to grow? How do we put, use God's word? So we're not just saying take two John three sixteens and call me in the morning, but we're actually doing this and all of those other things that, that are involved with walking with God and, and being pleasing to him. Thank you, Justin. You know, in the past whoever you are listening, friend, it might have been that you have thought that God's Word has good answers for day-to-day life, but when it gets to the real serious stuff, depression, suicidal thoughts, marriage conflicts, incompatibility in marriage, and so forth, that it's um, psychology that has more of the answers for that. That may have been in your past, or you may have thought the counseling is um, just for people who are failing and you're never going to do it. That might have been something you've thought in the past. Whatever it is that you've thought about biblical counseling before, don't think like that anymore. <laughs> May God help you and help us here at Faith Bible Church to exalt the sufficiency of His Word and to think this way. Mm-hmm.